0: save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an ac pro recharge kit today be a pro with ac pro hi cardinal fans i'm Ozzie smith corks one into right down the line it may go and you're listening to the cardinals insider podcast go crazy folks go crazy here's your host brett mcmillan
1: welcome in special off-season edition of the cardinals insider podcast glad that you are with us i'm brett mcmillan And I'm really happy that we could get into some off-season content here. If you are a regular listener, you know that I promised if you subscribed, you would get some special episodes, even though we only usually release during the baseball season. We're going to drop some special things now and again, and that includes this one here today. We wanted to make good on our promise, and we're doing so by giving you a conversation with the general manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, Michael Gersh. Recently, Mike joined me in the Cardinal Clubhouse. We were shooting an interview for Cardinals Insider TV, and the nature of the beast with television is that you might do 10 minutes, but you can only get two and a half to three and a half on the air at any given time. We'll drop the full interview at some point on the Cardinals social media, facebook.com slash Cardinals or at Cardinals on Twitter. But I also wanted to bring you the full interview here on the podcast as well. We touch briefly on kind of what the process is this off season. What is it that Mo and Gersh and everybody in baseball operations does from the time that the regular season ends until free agency opens? And we also a little bit get into kind of the thought process on trying to improve the team and get back to the playoffs in 2018. But mostly what I wanted to talk to Gersh about is his journey from outside of the industry completely to now being the general manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a weighty thing to hold that title. Guys like Stan Musial and Branch Rickey have been the GM of the Cardinals, and now Gersh finds himself in that same category. He came down to the clubhouse, and we sat and talked, like I said, for about 10 minutes in the midst of the league championship series. So at one point, you will hear him mention that there are still four teams vying for a World Series title, he's not confused. We recorded this a couple of weeks ago, even though we're bringing it to you now, as I speak to you, in the midst of the World Series, coming off that incredible Game 5 and heading toward Game Number 6. Mike is a really down-to-earth guy. I have enjoyed my interactions with him. It's been fun to get to know him a little bit more as a person and just seeing the way that he walks about the building. He really does try to treat everyone well, He shakes your hand. He's got a smile always, and that's true of just about everybody that I run into. Baseball operations are not here with the Cardinals, but I really just appreciate Mike's demeanor that he's the GM of a baseball team and he makes time for stuff like this, sitting down and talking with me for 10 minutes, just about his journey in the game. We'll catch you on the other side for some final thoughts on the interview, but for now, get to know Vice President and General Manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, Mike Gersh, on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Mike, thanks for your time. Mike Gersh, but a lot of people just call you Gersh. Where did that start? Was that a thing that began here in St.
0: Louis? Uh, No, that's something that probably goes back to like high school or college. Yeah, I don't know. There's, I think in the mid 70s, every other kid was named Mike. So you couldn't go by Mike. There's too many of us running around. So everyone went by their last name.
1: (laughs) Everybody knows your story, I think. People who pay attention to the club, basically from outside the industry, through some emails, you form a relationship with Mo, and now you're here eventually, right? the GM of the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a title, Branch Ricky. Right, held. no, it's intense. What, uh, what kind of perspective does that give you when you show up to the ballpark and know there's some big time people in baseball that held this title?
0: No, it's, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's you know, it's a, it, becoming a GM of a baseball team was something that, you know, that was sort of a dream, a goal when I started the whole trying to get into the baseball process. Um, I don't think, it, it's not lost on me that being the GM of the Cardinals is a little different. I mean, there are teams who go through GMs every two or three years. This is an organization that's only had a dozen or so in its history. The success that's been here, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a title I don't take lightly.
1: You were very involved before as assistant GM, so th- I'm sure there's some things that haven't really changed. But has anything surprised you as you've gotten into the job and gone, I didn't really expect it to maybe be quite like this now that you have that title?
0: Um, you know, early on, the, the, the changes have been more subtle. Um, I think the biggest change is doing things like this, doing, doing more media, which does lead to like, people actually knowing who you are. Like, you can be an assistant GM for a long time, and basically no one knows who you are and you do a couple interviews on TV or whatever, or a couple clips of press conferences end up on, uh, on the news, and all of a sudden, you know, people actually recognize your last name or, or see you and sort of recognize you, which is, you just gotta be a little, bit more, a little bit more aware that you have a
1: little higher profile. Numbers are a big part of the game. You've got a BS in mathematics from Notre Dame. Right. I think that a lot of people understand that numbers are a big part of what you guys do, but maybe don't understand the depth. Why are numbers so important for the way that you build a
0: baseball team? I think when you think about what our job ultimately is, it's to predict the future. It's to predict future performance in baseball. And um, I think if you think about predicting future performance in sort of all walks of life, you use data to help you, whether you're trying to predict, you know, which kid's going to get good grades or who's a you know, better golfer. Or, you, you know, you don't just, like, watch a guy swing and say, well, I'll take that guy. We have handicaps, right, because that's a system to use past data to help predict what's going to happen in the future. Um, and baseball's no different. We have lots of information that can help us – predict future performance now past information doesn't always hold a lot of it It doesn't always help if a player's making a change if a player's added a pitch if he's changed his stance there's lots of reasons that that past information can end up you know leading you astray which is why we put a lot of weight into what our scouts see and what our coaches see with their eyes and their baseball experience but it'd be silly not to look at as much information as you can to help you predict what's going to happen in the future
1: when you were on the outside doing research papers you know valuing draft picks trying Mm -hmm. to break in guys are numbers on a spreadsheet mm-hmm. and there's still a component that is that I'm sure today but there's also like Tony used to say men not machines right right what was the marriage of that like once you got here realizing that okay it's these numbers but I'm also in the people business
0: yeah I think that's a a, a big part you know one of the first things that you realize when you when you start getting involved on the inside and, and working on on uh, transactions and things is like when you make a trade Right, like when you make a trade as a guy in a fantasy league, you just hit a button and like just the two, you know, the two players switch rosters or whatever. But now, like, people have to like move their families. Like, it's like it's real life. It's real people, and people go through things off the field, and people go through things, you know, with their own families and things, um, and and the way people mesh is important. Uh, you know, these guys spend. Dozens of hours together over the course of the summer, they don't, they don't see anyone else besides each other, basically inside the clubhouse, and and making sure that those guys get along and get in, and are all pulling the same direction, is is probably one of those things that, as an outsider, when they are literally just lines in a spreadsheet or just you know names on, that you see on TV, it's hard to appreciate that sort of stuff. But as you get more involved and as you see how things actually work you realize that that's much more important than, than you might first think.
1: In your role as the GM now, is there more of that kind of relating with players than there was even just a couple months ago for you? Um,
0: maybe a little bit more. I mean, it doesn't change a ton. I think it might change how some of the players, like, look at me, right? Like, they, the, the, the especially the younger guys, right? They they just, when, when you come to the organization from somewhere else or when you're drafted or whatever now I'm the guy with the title that makes it seem like I should remember who that guy is right whereas before I was just like one of seven people you shook hands with when you signed your first contract or whatever so um but in terms of like you know chatting with people and getting to know people it hasn't changed too much one of the things I've appreciated about you since you were
1: first were introduced is you kind of have a casual demeanor professional but it seems like that's almost a choice you make that you you want people to feel kind of disarmed when you walk in the room yeah <laughs>
0: I'm not sure I would say it's a choice. I, I think it's one of those things that, um, sometimes it's just, that's your personality, right? I, I've, I I don't, I don't, this isn't like a, uh, I don't have a switch where I can flip myself from <laughs> casual guy to like Joe formal or Joe intimidating. Like I, this is just, this is kind of who I am. It's how I roll and uh, it's worked so far. So why change it? Do you think that
1: helps you when you dialogue with, with players and agents, just kind of that every man kind of thing?
0: I think, I, look, I try to be respectful and and treat people well and not, demean or talk down or anything you know any of those sorts of things and I think in general if you treat people well and try to try to be respectful that that can never hurt I think there's probably situations where you know being the tough guy would come in handy and that's probably something that as I you know evolve in my career I'll probably try that on once in a while when the the situation merits it but in general I think you know, being true to yourself is the easiest thing.
1: As we sit here, not free agency yet, playoffs are still going on, so just kind of in a vague sense, what is it that you and Mo and the rest of the baseball ops team do as you gear up
0: for free agency? So there's, there's a couple things that we've got going on. One is a bunch of internal planning and the like, sort of we're turning, we're turning the leaf over a new leaf into, into the 2018 budget season, planning season, contracts for all of our employees, all sorts of planning for that sort of stuff. Um, but the other thing that we do is we, we prepare like, like, you know, any of the other teams do. We go through our roster, we go through other rosters, we go through free agents, we start looking at scenarios. Um, it's not really to the point in the off season where teams are talking to each other a whole lot about transactions because there's four teams who are very distracted by the fact they're trying to, you know, win, win playoff games. Um, but we're starting to get to that point where there's a little bit of conversation and, you know, when you talk to someone about something else, you might say, by the way, what's your, what's your plan for next year? What are you trying to accomplish? And, uh. And so we start just kind of gathering all that information in preparation for you know once the World Series ends when everyone in earnest turns their attention to putting their teams together.
1: It's been very clear the goal is to be back in the playoffs in 2018 and I know that you guys have acknowledged the fans are anxious to see it go there. Yeah we're anxious too. (laughs) Sometimes there's there's people that will say we've got to shake it up there's got to be a move something has to change from the last two years but there's probably some danger in that too right? Kind of walk us through the mindset and wanting to not be too reactionary.
0: Yeah I mean I think I think certainly you know, we would like to make the team better, right? That's our goal every offseason is to get the team as, as strong as it can be so it's expected to be a playoff team. Um, I think there's a little bit of danger of going into an offseason with, like, a specific, like, we have to do X, whether that's we have to sign this free agent or we have to make this trade or we have to acquire this player or this type of player. Um, it, you know, the fact of the matter is that there's, there's 29 other teams who also are trying to accomplish things, and if both of us say we have to acquire player X – then one of us is going to do something silly in order to win that battle of we have to's, right? And so we have to get better. We we do have to improve the team, but, but we have to be open-minded and be looking at different opportunities and different ways to do that and not focus on any one thing, or else we might get ourselves in trouble. This
1: game has taken you a lot of places, let you experience a
0: lot of things, I'm sure.
1: Is there something now as the GM of the Cardinals that you say, I really want to see that within the game, or something you want to experience that you haven't yet? I mean...
0: You know, I've, I've been lucky enough to experience the World Series both in '06, which was my first year here, and in 11. Um, doing it in '06 was amazing, but it was, my, again, my first year at the Cardinals. I felt a little bit like a, like an uninvited guest to a wedding. Got, like Someone just sort of showed up at the party and was like, this is great, but I just got here like an hour ago, and um, doing it again in 11 was was amazing. Um, look, that's the ultimate goal, right? Doing it as many times as we can, riding their parade. Like, those are the things that that's, that's what I want to experience. And doing that with the title of GM would just make it a little bit more special.
1: Hope you enjoyed hearing from Mike. I really enjoyed getting to talk to him and learn about him and just his approach. I thought that what he had to share about how guys went from numbers to actual people in a clubhouse was really interesting. That does not get enough play in the game, in my opinion, is that you are in the people business. You are dealing with real guys who have real families and real stories. There are real emotions. And as much as numbers can help position a team to win on the field, you also do have to manage the personalities off of it. And I thought that he gave us great perspective on what that really looks like for him every day as the general manager. We're really glad that you joined us. Again, we only come out usually during the course of the baseball season, every Tuesday. But we are dropping these special little episodes throughout the winter as well. About every month, I'd say we'll, we'll give you an interview or some piece of content that will kind of just get you ready and whet your appetite for when camp does come about in February. If you like the show, would love to ask a big favor. We would love if you would listen, rate, or subscribe. We would love to know what you think of the show. We would love to know maybe guests or topics that you'd like us to tackle in 2018. And another thing we're interested in gaining feedback on is, do you like the show the way it is? It appears with the MLB.com extras in the feed, especially on iTunes, and uh, with the game recaps during the season. Or would you like to see Cardinals Insider have its own dedicated feed? Even if you're not subscribing now and you don't want to subscribe while it's in its current channel, we'd like to know that. That way we can kind of position things uh, differently perhaps going forward. Really appreciate you listening. Hope that you learned something about Mike Gersh. I know that I certainly did. I'll talk to you at some point this winter, probably about a month from now. Stay tuned. I know that I've got a couple players who I want to let you hear from before we get to camp down in Jupiter this coming February. For Mike Gersh, I'm Brett McMillan. Thanks for listening. Talk to you down the line on the Cardinals Insider Podcast.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.